0: here is my reality reflection for today the stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone i will never forget reading that for the first time actually for the first couple of years and that didn't make any sense to me it didn't ring any sensical stuff in my head at all i didn't know what a cornerstone was I didn't really realize that that the builders were the, the Pharisees and the priests and the Jews that were going to crucify Jesus, that have rejected Jesus. And I had to think deep, 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 deep as I read the gospel. So the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone was what was resonating in my mind. As I read the gospel. Now, when we get done reading the gospel, I want you to follow me on a little bit of a journey. Okay, so hold tight. Let's go read the gospel first. Okay, it's John 21, verse 1 through 14. Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will also come with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat and you will find something. So they cast it and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far from the shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on the shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them. And in a like manner, the fish. Now, this was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being released, whoops, raised from the dead. Raised from the dead, not released from the dead. Okay. Excuse me. Still battling my allergies, everyone. The stone that the builders rejected became the cornerstone. The builders are the Jews and the Pharisees, and they rejected him. And the cornerstone of salvation, of eternal life, is Jesus Christ. The cornerstone, if you look up that word, is the anchor stone of a home. It's the most solid stone, and it is the whole strength of the house. And so how many times have we rejected this cornerstone in our life? God. And I say it in that way because I want to go down this journey with you. What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause because I really want you to think about this after I ask this question. What is the most favorite thing that you like to do? The most favorite thing that you like to do. If you've got spare time, you want to do this. Or maybe even if you don't have spare time, you manage to do this because you enjoy it so much. Maybe it's playing a sport or an activity Could be working out, could be reading, could be cooking, doing crafts, maybe you're a craftsy person. Maybe it's just going on a long walk, spending time with a pet of yours or your kids for that matter, (laughs) novel idea, spending time with your family. What is the most favorite thing that you like to do? Think about it. I'm sure a few are coming to your mind. I'm going to tell you. One thing that I like to do, and I sometimes spend too much time doing it, is looking at my social media. First, it's Telegram. Let me find out what's going on in the world. Sometimes I can scroll through memes for like a half an hour, laughing my butt off. I also like to scroll through other social media and continue to share those memes or to inspire and encourage people <laughs> to pay attention to what's going on in the world and to realize what truth is and to put God first and to, and to be present in this season. So today... The reason why the builders rejecting the cornerstone stayed in my mind as I read the gospel was purposeful from God. That was what he wanted me to meditate on. Not necessarily the gospel, but the gospel was incredible because guess what? They did exactly what Jesus said. They realized who he was. There is a significance with the charcoal fire. Back when Jesus was being captured and that night, if you remember, Peter kind of got into the area and was warming himself by the charcoal fire, that's significant. That was where Peter denied Jesus three times and now they're back in the charcoal fire. They collect All of these fish, a specific number. It's like every representative person on the earth. This is why Jesus is for everyone. It doesn't matter your skin color, your former beliefs, where you live in the world. He said to his apostles, go make disciples in all four corners of the earth. And so I ask, what significance does that have with you? Because I sit there and I think, okay, this is where Peter is going to need to say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then kind of reverse the actual denial of Jesus those three times. But we choose not to spend time with God Because there are other things that we prefer to do. So, if you think about that favorite thing, or those three favorite things, or two favorite things, maybe the next time you do that, you can remember Jesus. Did I reject the cornerstone today? Have I chosen everything else but Jesus today? And I'm going to tell you, I had a completely distracted prayer time. I was trying to keep Dexter all quiet. So I had him next to me and I was laying down. Never pray laying down, by the way, (laughs) especially when it's still dark out and you could easily fall asleep, which is what happened to me. So first, I was just distracted with every other thought that kept coming into my head. I delivered the spirit of distraction. I asked God to put some focus in me and some concentration. And I kind of went through the motions, still distracted, but I kept pulling myself back. Oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I want to pay attention. I want to be here with you. And then I fell asleep. I woke myself snoring, woke myself up snoring, right? And I'm like, okay, this isn't good. And so guess what? I'm going to do it again because then the morning got later and hubby up and everything was crazy. But I also feel like I didn't reject him this morning, I actually tried to spend that time with him first fruits before my feet really even got out of the bed. Even though I wasn't real successful, St. Francis de Sales says it doesn't matter as long as you fight through the distractions and give give God your time. It's a good prayer. He's happy when you decide I'm not going to pray I'm going to go look at social media, or I'm going to do my other favorite thing, then you have actually sinned. It is a sin not to pray and to give God some worship time. We should be, as the first commandment says, keeping God the center of our life. So I want you to know that even if you're not good at prayer and you feel like you're constantly distracted and every other second you're trying to fight yourself back into the moment, that is okay. And every single one of us has those moments where we do have those battles of our mind and where we're spending our thoughts. Keep Going, It gets better. There will be days where you will be in such calming peace with God. And you're not even sure what's happening as a result. You just know that this is what it means to sit in prayer and to be peaceful and to love God and to let God put on your heart, whatever it is that he wants to tell you that day. I don't, I want to go through, obviously we're going through until Divine Mercy Sunday, we are going through um, the eight-day octave, and this will be my last podcast on the eight-day octave, because next week I really want to start on prayer. And how do you do it? Why do you do it? What happens in your life when you do it? Because I don't want to be rejecting Jesus, and I do it a lot. And if you sat and looked at where you spent your time during the day, you know that you have the same issue. So let's give Jesus some time today. Let's not reject him. Let's be Peter saying, yes, yes, I love you, Lord. You know I love you. I love you, Lord. Every single day, we can start to love God and bring him into our life in a new way. And when you are doing that favorite thing, think about Jesus. I don't want to ruin that favorite thing for you. I just want you to be aware of where you're spending your time and how much time you actually spend with Jesus. As a matter of fact, why don't you invite Jesus into that favorite thing and make it even better? Let's seek him out, not reject him today. And pay attention to how we react. What's what's the impact on our life? Because prayer is not something that you just do. Check the box and go on about your day. If you're truly praying, it changes you and it changes how you react to people around you and you bring Jesus into everything. And that, my dear friends, is living in the spirit. And we're going to start talking about the spirit as we come into Pentecost Not sure how many of you actually pray to the Holy Spirit. All righty everyone. Go be love as I love you. Go love others. And I'm not saying that being Jesus. I'm saying that being Kendra. Cuz that's the second greatest commandment is to love everyone exactly where they are. Find something more with God today. With God. Key. Key, key, key. Key point. Don't reject him. And have a blessed and inspired day.